Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leroy Holloway, Tugboy, a.k.a. in everything in music, oh, yeah. all anything, but welcome to the call, man. I appreciate your time coming in, dude. Thanks for having me, man. But uh, I guess first off, I love the uh, the albums you come out with uh, under that moniker, Tugboy. Is yeah. that how you say it? I don't yeah. want to... Chugboy. B-O-I. It's it gets, it gets commonly misconstrued. <laughs> Chugboy. I know it's Tugboy. Boy, Boy. Boy. <laughs> but you are a local guy like myself, mm-hmm. and uh, no, I've been meaning to talk to you, man, ever since that you dropped that first uh, album under that, and I really enjoyed it. It really, to me, it 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 does it. It's kind of like the music of Little Pete, but better to me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's around that. It's and definitely a breath of fresh air, fresh, 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 words, fresh air coming out of this this county in this area because it's all here in my beer honky tonk over here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love that, but I was raised on that. You know, living in Lavo County, you're gonna hear it, but it's it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, and like you said, nothing against it because I like that type of music too. I grew up in I'm we're, I grew up down in the desert in Texas. So mm-hmm. that's what we had. And then I moved to a city and I started getting into, you know, rap and then metal. And then it just, but I listen to everything. I don't know. I I, I bet you do too, because you're saying, playing yeah, music and we caught that show over there. Um, it was a nice little street fair, but it was a mutual friend of ours, friends of ours that opened up a little t-shirt shop and you're out there jamming and oh, everything. Yeah. So hitting all the bases. Yeah. So no, that was that was fun, but yeah. So you have uh, two albums, right, under Chug Boy. Two albums and then a uh, like remastered, remixed version of my first album. Okay, yeah. and those are on Spotify, Spotify, and that's how I listen to everything. Apple I don't know music. about you. I'm an Apple Music guy. Aww. I mean, hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and I believe the first album is also on YouTube. And okay. The other two are really bad. Yeah. <laughs> free. I don't get any money on that. No, but I thought it was neat that you came out with that. And is there a re- like I know you're in other bands mm-hmm. and you do other stuff, but you what was this? You were just kind of like, hey, I want to do my own kind of thing. I like this type of music too. That's, that's exactly and I just what wanna... happened. Ever since high school, I think it was like junior year, uh, which 2017 for me, something like that. Yeah. 2016, 2017, my buddy Riley Mummy, uh I was in like biology class and we had a coach as a teacher, so we weren't doing fucking anything, right? It was a bunch of fucking <laughs> So he walks over and he's like, dude, like here, and he hands me his headphones. He's like, listen to this guy. I put in the headphone. I can't remember what song it was, but it was off a of little Peach's first record or like mixtape on SoundCloud. Yeah. And I remember it had a Blink 182 sample in it. I was a huge Blink fan. So I hear it and I'm like, 
look at I look at them I'm like is that Blink 182? And then Pete's vocals come in and they just sound like they're all around me. And I'm like, crap instrumental starts coming in over it. Like, what is this? Who is this? And he's like, it's a little Pete. Dude, this guy's good. And I went and listened to all this other stuff. And then he put out a main album on like all platforms. Then he died, which really sucked. But yeah, I mean, ever since then, I've been, I, I was kind of in the rap genre. You know, I did some stuff here and there in high school. But when I got out of high school is when I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do my own thing. Like, I love this alternative trap stuff where it's like mixing rock and, and these trap, trap beats. I don't know. It's so good. And I just invested in studio equipment and I started Still producing my stuff. No, that's that's awesome. He he reminds me, Lil Pete reminds me, like when I first heard his stuff, I worked with a guy uh, at a different company and he was jamming out. I was like, what are you listening to? And he said, Little Pete. And well, by the time I figured it out, I mean, he's already dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, his, it, it's way different. Like I, I respect post Malone but he was like kind of like the grunge part of that yeah that's how I see it like he was more like dark and kind of like kind of like what Nirvana was was to me when I was a kid he was more what what the kids would call it emo they call it like emo rap yeah (laughs) it's just darker it's just darker that's all it is harder 808s and darker lyrics Mm -hmm. that's all it is Absolutely. But that's the first time I heard that guy, and I was like, man. And so I started jamming out to him. And then there's some other guys that make, you know, that type of music, like, uh, you know, the Suicide Boys. Dude, I'm big Suicide Boys. Suicide Boys. Yeah. I like their stuff. Um, but like I told you, nobody tops. Nobody tops Pete. They just can't. Even move. after, even after death, there's so many artists trying, and <laughs> nobody. And I'm one of them. You know? Yeah. I, won't, I, won't, I, you know, I love the genre, but I don't think I myself will be as as good as Pete. Mm-hmm. It's just something about the way he did everything. It was just it's perfect. Yeah. No, you said it right there, and and that's good to have that type of music. I think I never thought at you know you know, 2018, 2019, I would be digging anything kind of new. But I'm also from a different era when music was like really big. What I got into, of course, those were the days of, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Then you also had Tupac, you had Biggie. Mm -hmm. You have all these monsters. Monsters in the industry. They just came out and just like started kicking ass and and of course, DMX, rest in peace. I mean, oh, when yeah. he first came out, that was like my senior year, and that that CD I was got still, worn the hell out. That was like uh, ninety nine. Oh, I, but I do remember as a young ninety nine and like oh five oh six. My dad was like working on his. Y'all gonna make me move <laughs> Like what the hell? Like, what, what is that? And then I grew up, and I just. I bought the CD. I yeah. On, my dad had it on vinyl. That record was just amazing. It was, it, a, great, it was a great record. And yeah, it is said that, you know, and it sucks because I look back, I'm like, these guys, like I looked up to them and, you know, Lane Stanley, oh, Allison yeah. Chase, he's gone. And then Chris Cornell, Chris, Chester Bennington. Oh man, Chester. Yeah, I remember. Bennington, Bennington killed me. Wasn't, I think they came out in 2000. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah, 2000. Theory, it, was, it was 2000. 2000. 2000 was when that. Happened. I remember first hearing that, and this is when, okay, there, 
to sum it up, because I know other people listen to this other places, there's a rock station in San Antonio. They used to play new music. But anyway, I heard that. And I heard, what was it? Um, oh, my God. Probably one Step Closer. There you go. One yeah. Step. That's, yeah. I, was, I don't want to mess up the name. But, yeah, One Step Closer came on. I'm like, who the hell are these guys? You know, like, yeah, this is awesome. New, it was completely new. Nobody at that point had yeah. really thought to fuse metal and rap at that point. The new metal well, genre was blooming. It, it still was because you had you had Limp Bizkit. Bizkit was doing it, yeah. They, they came out, and I remember when I first saw those guys, and and I, the story to me is interesting because remember MTV used to have that spring break. They would they MTV used to have this show. It was called Spring Break, and all these bands would come out. You got all oh, the drunk yeah, teenagers yeah, yeah. or college kids. Eminem played that. Dude, like, that's the first time out, I saw was, him. In '99, he was on stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Limp Bizkit ended up there. Hmm. By it was a fluke. Like someone helping with all that setup. They're like, hey, I, I I know a buddy of mine. He has a band. And they said, well, get them. And we, the person that was supposed to go there canceled or they got they drunk dropped. or whatever. Yeah, something happened. <laughs> but they went out there and they played Faith and everything and everybody just, and then that's how we have Limp Biscuit. That's how I mean, Biscuit was born. That is exactly, they got that exposure. And uh, yeah, the new metal scene, I dug it. Well, of course, I was like, you know, 1920 when it first came out. And like you said, I'd never heard anything like that. I, I'm, yeah. I heard all the classic rock and metal, and then this comes in, and I'm like, whoa, okay, this is pretty cool. I like mm -hmm. it. So, and now, you know, with with newer music to me now, there is a lot of good artists independent-wise that I've, you know, stumbled upon, but the mainstream stuff, you know, Post Malone, I give him uh, I, I'll admit, I didn't give him credit when I first heard him. I was like, okay, who is this? There's another pop guy. Another but, pop star. yeah. Then he did these sessions. He did he the did Nirvana tribute. Oh my god! And then he did it like a country thing. Yes, I yeah. was like, okay, that I respect crazy. you now. I yeah. respect you because I didn't think he was that talented. I didn't think so either. It's not hard to use a bunch of vocal plugins and have somebody make a trap beat and then get exposure on it and blow up. You know? I was like, who's this it's guy? It's not hard to say. Yeah, saucing, 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 and then get rich. You know, it's it's not. But when you go and dominate other genres and prove that you can tread in those other genres and you'll get sell, you get my respect. I don't, um, and I don't necessarily think that someone has to oh, do no. do that. No, but what I'm saying, in my opinion, is a lot of these artists, like the new rappers and stuff, saying the old stuff's boring and they don't really know who they're talking about. Mm. You go to Post Malone and say, "Hey, you know, Dwight," he already knows all those. And that's why I respect he. You gotta respect what brought you there, and exactly. I don't think a lot of artists now do no, that shit. They sure don't. They're like, oh, that's boring or that's old, and I'm like, okay, you know, rap right now is about you know, you know, dancing on stripper poles. You got drugs. You got money. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize that when this first came out, these guys were mad because no one was paying attention to where they're from. Mm -hmm. Crime they were, they ridden. Were it was terrible. It was yeah. that's that was they oppression. They were bringing yes. attention to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was their outlet. That was their yeah. outlet, and it was angry, and it was you know in your face. And now I think all these other guys got too comfortable and now they just sing about whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's party music. That's and all it is. Party music will always sell. And it's, it's, 
it's like a cancer. It's like a cancer in the industry, you know. You make a song about popping pills and, <laughs> and fucking bitches, it's gonna get played on the beach 96.5. I know, you know, it's gonna get exposure. Well, not only that, fucking country now. Too. I know, exactly. It's Hellgate and Beard, my sister. There's a, well, no, give me that. I mean, now it's uh, man, I, I. I talked about this with a couple of friends of mine. I can't remember the guy's name, but I happened upon CMT and uh, it showed this dude. He had a mullet. He was wearing like real bright clothes. Morgan Wallen? No, no. He was wearing bright clothes and he was like rapping. He's riding his dirt bike down the road in in a trailer park and he's getting wheelies going on. And he wasn't talented at all. I don't like this. Oh, it was, God. dude, I wish I could remember the name. I'm like, oh, but that's what they're selling now on, on CMT. And not that we want our country all sad and everything, but there was a soul to it. Just like we said with the rap, there was, mm-hmm. there is a, a feeling behind it. And once you say, oh, we'll party and, you know, you know, singing about WAPs and everything, you kind of lose your. I, I think you kind of lose the feeling. You do. You lose the. You lose the the core of it, man. Like, is that is that how you really feel, Cardi how, B? Yeah, exactly. Is like, that how you really feel being that, a slut? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you do, but there's no. Oh man, it it just used to strike a chord with you. Like, man, you felt that, or you heard the words, and you're like, that's how I felt at one time, or exactly. And it, music also is there to lift you up, and I, I don't see it nowadays. I don't get I don't get the same feeling after listening to WAP as I did <laughs> like listening to like cleaning out my closet. Oh yeah, because my mother left, and she was a terrible person. And I remember my first time cohesively understanding and listening to the lyrics to cleaning out my closet. I was like, dude, this is me. This is what I went through. Yeah. And it helped me. It helped me so much. I don't sit down and listen to WAP, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a <laughs> No, I don't. That's it. Doesn't strike any chord with me. Best new artist, Megan The Stallion, talking about bottom feeders. It's yeah, like, no. really? They used to be like Alicia Keys, and she can play the hell out of that piano. What oh, the yeah, hell is going on in here? Ridiculous. What is going? I I just I don't get it. Man. I, I me too. I'm lost on it, but. It, I mean, some, like you said, it just kids so. Enjoy, kids enjoy it. <laughs> All the kids enjoy it. And the kids, then, it's for the kids. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm picking on them, but I'm also going to pick on my generation too when I'll say, hey, did you hear that new song? I don't listen. You know, you got to listen to the new stuff too because there is some good stuff yeah, out there. You gotta, but they're like, hey, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, no, but listen to the song and. Same thing with the older stuff. You got to kind of adapt to the new stuff yeah. as well. I've been coddling my dad on that. because yeah. my, my dad was born in 1953. Big Beatles oh, fan and all that. And every time I try to get in the car, the truck and play some new or metal or something, you're like, turn that shit off. You know, I'm not even going to give it a chance. And I slowly started working him in and he slowly started giving it a chance. And I got that motherfucker headbanging to a pillow in the car. So yeah. you just, just got to open up a little bit. Oh, but not, that's it. Man, there's a there's a song I've been jamming to, and uh, these guys, uh, someone told me about them, 
They're called Slaughter to Prevail. Have Slaughter you to Prevail. Yes. They did you see that? Baba Yaga? Oh my yeah. God. That they got thing. The Demolisher. <laughs> Demolisher was the, the one song that they started blowing up on because of that breakdown. Like, I should, you know, I can't even do that justice. That man is no, how much like Satan's after. He does. He really does. <laughs> and if that's not an insult, that's. That looks terrible. If you're listening, yeah. I love you guys. Maybe, maybe one day, but yeah, when he starts that that uh, Baby Yaga song, oh yeah, I love the breakdowns. I mean, I'm, it's it's good, and it's, it's gory, and you yeah. see blood everywhere. And you know that was an actual fucking bear. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes. What are the Russians and bears, man? Do they all? Russians <laughs> are just a different fucking level, dude. Like I've always wanted to go to Russia to play a show or something. Just to, just to witness the crazy shit that goes on in fucking Russia. Oh, man. Ridiculous. That's another level. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not that manly. I'm not going to be messing yeah. with no bear. No. You see a bear, I'm going the other fucking way. And I th- I saw the video. I'm like, that bear looks real. And then I saw something I read. And it's like, yeah, that was a real bear. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> get that shit away from me. The Russians just get down different, man. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that story about that old man that beat the shit out of I mean, he got into a fisticuffs with a bear out there like a oh, bear was a t- an old russian guy i was like mm-hmm. yeah no wonder we're scared of those people i mean they're, yeah. yeah they're communists but i'm not gonna be fighting no bear oh, fuck no. no you can have it <laughs> you can have the bear from a distance you know and when they're in the wild you just don't fucking go near them oh no you know? no yeah we we avoid these things yeah it's just American. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Russian, you know you can beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, yeah. They probably train them. They, they <laughs> take a little. It's like Sparta. You can train to fight fucking wolves and bears when you're. Well, oh, you got a right, young man. You must go out there and wrestle bears. He's like, what? To prove you are man. To prove you are man, you will go to wrestle bear. But they don't fucking. Oh, five-year-old Russian. Beating the fuck out of a bear. Damn. That takes Yeah, you gotta be crazy. I would say balls, but no, you gotta be crazy. You gotta be actually insane. Oh, man. <laughs> How did we get on the tangent about fucking bears? It oh. goes. We're gonna go wherever we want to. We're fucking in the tangent. Uh, yeah, we're in the mix now. <laughs> Yikes. But, um, Let's let's touch on some more of your music. Um, oh, yeah. Devin Michaels Band. Devin Michaels Band, yeah, or Devin Michaels and the Texas Rejects. It's crazy how I even like stumbled upon these guys. So I, my buddy Lee Lane, features on a bunch of my Chuck Boy stuff. Real good friend of mine. He's local. He's also from George West. And uh, his brother-in-law, Christian Moore, he lives out in Vivo on this big old ranch. And he told me, he's like, yeah, my brother has his ranch out there, and he wanted us to come out for the weekend. And he was like, bring the studio equipment, because he used to run it. You know, we'll get down, you know, get drunk. Mm-hmm. I bring the stuff out, and I end up running into Hunter Powell, which is the lead guitarist, right? And I went to high school with Hunter. So we end up reconnecting. We were never friends in high school, because he actually used to bully the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, we ended up reconnecting. I remember he was on the porch playing this new PRS he had just got. And I love PRS. And I was like, well, you know, I got a bass at home and I got a rig to run it, you know. 
Like, I've been dabbling in bass for like a year. And he was like, well, I'll send you our set list and like you can learn it. And I'll talk to the lead singer and see if we can get you out to Woodsboro to practice. And I was like, okay, two weeks later, I learned the set in like a day. Because this shit ain't hard to learn. And I go out there, I play two notes on the pool. And Devin stops me. He leads me and goes, you want to play for us? What? <laughs> like, you want to play for us? You win? And I was like, yes. I, I was like, that's why I'm here. He was like, All right. So they get rid of the other guy, hire me, and then first show spells out. Fenton. We had never played a show before. Wow. Even before I joined the band, they never played a show. They've done some like acoustic stuff here and there. Yeah. And there was like so little promotion for the show at this place called Lumberyard Events and sit. New place, dude. No promotion, nothing. We get there at like three o'clock. We set up the sound check. We go eat. We come back. We're in the green room hanging out, which is behind the stage. It's all closed off. And the owner comes in about two hours till show time. And he's like, hey, can y'all stop letting people in from the back? We're over like COVID. We're over COVID capacity. And I looked at her and I'm like, what's your, what's your COVID capacity? She was like 230. And I was like, there's already over 230 here? No fucking way. I was like, you're pulling her yeah. hand. I was like, get the fuck out of the green room, right? She, she got out of the green room. Hour later, she comes back and she was like, seriously, fucking stop letting people in through the back. We're over 400 and there's a line wrapped around the bench. I think it was just the perfect storm of like people missing live music. It, everybody just flocked. Oh, yeah. And everybody flocked to that spot. So we ended up having over 500 people in that venue that night. First go, everybody, we were all shit. You know, especially the other band members, because I've done this before. You know, mm -hmm. I've been on tour and I've played in front of a lot of people that day. Everybody else in the band was just shitting all over themselves. <laughs> like, oh my god! But we got two songs deep and started getting going and played a hell of a show. And then I've never been asked to sign so many autographs. These guys really—they awesome, thought we were famous. I guess they really did. Like this guy pulled off this like four hundred dollar cowboy hat, it's like American cowboy hat, felt hat. He was like, "Will you sign my hat?" Right on the brim. No shit. And I was like, I, I stopped. I was like, wait, are you sure? Like, this is a nice hat. Dude. Yeah. No, like right here. And I was like, okay. And he went to the rest of the band room and got a sign. Dude, I, I signed shoes. I signed, signed fucking hats. I signed pits. Nice. I signed a man's butt cheeks that night, too. Nice. Yeah, because we ended up signing his wife's, yeah. his wife's uh, dress. Yeah. And he came in and he was like, nope, I'm jealous. And he pulled down his pants and we <laughs> so, like, the fucking troopers we are. We fucking signed his ass cheek, man. There you go. It's fucking weird. It's a crazy night. But since then, we've been picking up traction. We have like 100 to 200 a crowd. So really? building a decent oh, fan man. base. Awesome. We are in San Antonio, in and out right now. The studio tracking our EP, so hopefully that'll come out like here tomorrow. Awesome! I'll have to definitely listen to that, man. Yeah, our next show is June twelfth, Lanconia Haybarn. Oh yeah, I need I need to get out to more live events, and there was one I was gonna go to, and it was in San Antonio, and uh, it was a, a metal band. I, I made friends with these guys, and I mentioned them before on the show. Uh, Carter Rice, but anyway, I was gonna go, and there was that freeze. Oh, it was the, yeah, that shut everything the first down. day, like I was like, want to go see some live music, but I just I didn't want to slide off the road or nothing. Yeah, no, that was and bad. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I I think you're right because a lot of people we've been stuck inside, and yeah, we go out every once in a while, but nothing like that. And I think that mm -hmm. did help you. Yeah, but also. I mean, I, I really do think that people want to interact and they're like, let's get, let, you know, let's get out, let's get going. And 
it's been doing that a lot now yeah which is good um i still remember before all the it was right in the beginning of covid and we went to dave and buster's in corpus and that place you maybe had you know uh, us as a group and then maybe two other groups this last time we went um it was just packed it was packed yeah and i wasn't expecting that and it was on that it was like on a sunday the you know we usually go on sundays and it's not that bad, but right when they like, hey, open you can open. Gates. Yeah. Oh shoot, man! Everybody was there, and I was like, okay, now we're getting back to yeah something. But oh man, I tell you what, it's crazy because I've for years since I was eighteen, I've been playing shows in metal bands in front of three people, three to five. Yeah. And usually the same fucking people. <laughs> I like know them by name, you know. And then I'm doing this band, and it's like a hundred plus every show. Yeah. And it's just calm. Oh, it? And I'm like, I guess it's just the same, you know? Yeah, you're, it you're is. In South Texas, country music's where it's at, you know? That's exactly and right. They really managed to call us a country band. Like, why? We play like a rock band. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, on record, you know, it's probably going to sound a little more country. But, country rock. It's that, it's that new red dirt shit, you know? Yeah. But that's, I, I enjoy stuff like that. Too. Oh, I yeah. enjoy that kind of country rock country i guess yeah. but yeah you're right that is the area we live in there's not really a big metal scene in no. <laughs> surrounding us but i i don't know i i would like to see something like that happen i think it would do i tried, I tried my hardest to get a metal scene going forever i made my own band put on house shows nobody showed up because nobody really the majority doesn't they, they don't listen to metal enough, yeah. You know? So yeah. there's some people may want to do something because I really I, don't know. I mean my band's disbanded since then, but I can definitely get some of the other bands. Like oh that. heck yeah! So. I would love to have uh, not even not even a metal thing, but like you know since you know our little town we used to have you know story fest. We look forward to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just a get together, but I think it would just be awesome to have like a live music venue. Like yeah. Or just have a venue out here. And, and hey, whatever you are, whatever you play, come out. Yeah. And, and like, people will be there. I mean, it's live music. I mean, exactly. it, you have a country band out there and then, you know, get some metal band. Maybe save it for a little bit later in the evening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't, don't middle of the day. Let all the old people go to school first. Some old lady have a heart attack. I go to the door. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. He's like, what is that? Um, Sounds like a garbage disposal. Yeah, I, you know what? I think it would do fantastic. I really oh, do, yeah. and it, it just takes a little bit more uh, people to come in. Maybe we get something going. I would love to see something like that. Yeah. I would love it. I would be all over it. And it's funny because I think my love for metal and rock is starting to seep into the Chug Boy stuff. Oh yeah, because I've been so all you, over this pop punk trap stuff, man. Like MGK started doing it. Yeah, I with that tickets. I think it's the My Downfall album, and fell in love with the motherfucker. Now people call it cheesy, they call it mainstream, yeah, but it's just two genres that I grew up loving: pop oh. punk and, and hip hop, and they're fused together. And yeah, it's so good, so good. Well, like, okay, what was it? I want to say it was like, oh, shit, I forget how many years. Maybe it was three years ago, maybe a little bit more. But my wife, she got us um, tickets to see Limp Biscuit. And it was in San Antonio at the Majestic Theater. We went down there and um, I walked in and I see all these, you know, MGK, mm -hmm. you know, and I, or, or 
Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, I, I, well, it all it was was the letters. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it, there was a shitload of people there for him. And laces up. Lace up, lace up. Lace up on the back of the shirt and everything. I'm like, okay, I didn't had no, no idea. idea. Yeah. No. Well, the first the, the first thing that came out, they were called like dark velvet or something. I was like, what the hell is this? It was one dude. <laughs> the stage was dark as shit. And you just see like this hooded, you know, he's got a black, oh, black veil or velvet veil or something. He had a veil over his face and he's over there on the record things like it was just, it was just like and everybody's like and there's people that just like, yeah who is this? Yeah. And I'm like okay, if this is good, I'm here for Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly comes out after that guy. And he had a live band out there. Oh, and yeah. I was like blown the fuck away. He's so good. Live. Everybody you had people just going eight shit. Mm-hmm. And that was back out. in the day when he didn't even have guitars or anything in his music. It was fat. No, but when yeah. He played live. He has a whole band. Oh, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. I was like, holy shit, who's this guy? Yeah. I was like, down. I like it. And then I went to listen to the CD uh, um, or on Spotify. I was like, oh, okay. I still like it. But there was something about it, man. When he was up there with the drums and guitar and everything, oh, yeah. I mean, he was just. It's different when it's everybody cool went experience. freaking nuts. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And of course, the biscuit came out, and everybody went nuts again. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, we saw a, a girl get thrown out. She didn't flash her boobs. She just lifted up her shirt, and she had a bra. But I mean, she had a nice pair. But she was just did. <laughs> and they said, "Come on!" And then, a, and then a guy got thrown out because he stupid idiot. I guess he was drunk. He went to throw his like uncle at someone up there. Well, we were on the mezzanine, and it fell yeah. off, and then oh, someone on the bottom, he got kicked out. I was like, oh my God, these people are going nuts. Oh, yeah. But um, the coolest thing I saw, other than the live music, was there's a girl, and I want to say it was during break stuff, mm-hmm. and Fred Durst is getting into it. This chick crawls up on the stage and she gets up there. All the security comes and he's like, back up. Yeah. And he had her hands and they're just like, <laughs> you could have killed her right there. She'd been fine. I mean, yeah. it was just. That's a class act. He didn't say, get this bitch, you know. Exactly. He was the, hey, come up here, have fun. Exactly. It was awesome. It was, there's so many things I've seen live, and that was that was one of them. I was like, okay, this, this is a good live band. You know, I never got to see them live when they were big, bigger. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun experience, man. I just miss it. I want, I want to go to live shows. Like, yeah. Now it goes even crazier to do Pokemon movies because now he does play guitar. Yeah, yeah. Records oh, and, and I did the new stuff. I did. It's, you know, it's a rock show. It's like being at a Blink concert. It's it's insane. And then he does his trap stuff too. It, it just brings two different genres together and two different crowds of people together. And it's, it's insane. I wonder. It's so good. I wonder what made him go into that. Like maybe he was just well, like from the. That's why everybody says there's like this thing. Remember when him and Eminem had that beef? Yes, I remember. So before, before, during the beef, MGK was solely just putting out trap and hip hop music. Yeah. Correct. So after the beef happened, and both of his tracks came out, mm-hmm. he starts doing the pop punk stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, Eminem dissed you so hard, you had to like switch genres." Yeah. But the funny thing is, MGK played Warped Tour with Sleeping with Sirens back in 2011, and oh, the song was Sleeping with Sirens, <laughs> and like. Played guitar in punk bands and stuff yeah. like that. Like he's been in the punk scene since he was a kid, you know. So, but yeah. everybody's just like, "Oh, he made you switch on." He's like, "No, MGK has had a 
found like found love for that kind of music. It's just it took him this long to get his chops up. Yeah. To perform that kind of music. Well, and the thing I I found kind of funny is, and I I like Eminem, but I think when you get that much money under you, you forget where you came from. Exactly. And he did that in the mid '90s, late '90s, making fun of and seeing all them, calling them out. He was after everybody. He he, but play, you know, Mm -hmm. he was dishing it out, and then this guy comes and he. he said something in an interview he didn't like, so he's gonna diss him. He's yeah, gonna, no, what happened? Wasn't that it, or MGK what was? In like 2016 was on Shade Four Five, which was Eminem's radio station on Sirius XM. Yeah. In an interview with them, he said that Eminem's daughter was hot, and at the time, Haley Jade was like 16. Mm-hmm. Like she was still young, but he he was like respectfully, he's like respect to the goat, but mm-hmm. Haley's hot. You know, yeah, and then Eminem had him banned from the radio station and didn't say anything else, right? And then all of a sudden, fucking, it it comes back to fruition, and Eminem <laughs> kicks off about it again in like 2020. You know, he just picks up the fucking grudge again, and he's like, "Fuck this guy," you know. So yeah. he puts out fucking his track, yeah, and then Eminem puts out his fucking track, and that was after that, yeah, talked shit about him on a couple interviews, and that was it. I I don't think. I didn't think MGK got, you know, scared out of it. I think MGK was like, you know, screw this rap scene bullshit. If I can't play, you know, this this is what these guys did. You had diss tracks on everybody's record at night. I mean, come on, no Vaseline with Ice Cube exactly. talking about Easy. Yeah. You had a, a real motherfucking G's with Easy exactly. going after the track. The diss, the diss tracks. Was That's there. what everybody looked forward exactly. to. MTK tries to do it, and Eminem's butt gets hurt, and he's like, I'm going to ban him from here and here. Dude, this is what you did. This, this is, is where is you what came from. The, do, you not remember, do you not remember beefing with Ja Rule and Benzino? <laughs> exactly. And all of these motherfuckers you're putting diss <laughs> tracks out on, you know? Like, <laughs> like you, you even, like, headed the whole 50 Cent, like, fucking Ja Rule thing. Like, yeah, he that, did. Yeah. One of your friends ended up getting killed because of it. Yeah. You know, like you were a, like you were you were, nobody fucked with you. Yeah. Like all these other artists would come out like the game. I remember him in an interview and he was like, Yeah, you'll fuck with the white boy. Like he will put you in a castle. Like, yeah. Don't you don't want him writing about you. Yeah. That will end your career. Wow. And if you look, people like Ja Rule and Benzino don't have careers anymore. Well it, because they it? they were made to look fucking stupid. Well the, well they First, Ja Rule, he, uh, from my understanding, yeah, Eminem went after him, but Ja Rule was like, he he didn't come from the hood. He no. rapped about being a gangster. But he, he wasn't, wasn't he even was anywhere gangster. near it. No, he, he was wasn't a wanna, like he was a wannabe Tupac. That's what Ja Rule was. <laughs> you know, like Ti, he comes from dealing drugs to get oh, the yeah. equipment to do. Yeah, yeah. So then you got Ja Rule, and he's like, it's murder. It's like, you've no. never seen a murder unless you watch a movie. I mean, yeah, no. Ja you, you're, talking about, you're talking about 50 Cent probably saw people get killed. And, 50 Cent got shot nine times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, 50 Cent was selling pizza, and he was like 12. It won't get harder than that. I know. Yeah, but oh. I think that's what did Ja Rule, and people started figuring out, hey, this guy is not what he said. Just like... Yeah. um. Rick Ross. Yeah. They found out he was a wretched Yeah. <laughs> Rick Ross, the boss. Not yeah. anymore. Well, I, actually, I think I heard something of his not too long ago. I think he came out to something. 
He used to be bigger than he is. He used to be a lot bigger. Uh, it's all about that fucking mm-hmm. mama mama make back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't hear anybody screaming that tag anymore. It's just it, oh, uh, man. He, he kind of fell out of relevancy. He did. And the Eminem yeah. M&M is still putting out music today, but he just sounds like that angry fucking old man. Yeah. <laughs> yell into the mic, and I'm gonna rap very fast. Man, and well, that happened with a lot of the bands that I grew up with. Like, they, it sucks to say, but I mean, they were like on the top of their game when they were using illegal drugs. Yeah, he, but I know I don't condone people doing it, but that's when music, like, you go from Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the 90s to Red Hot Chili Peppers now. It's not the same. No, Blood Sugar. Sex Magic was like the one of the best freaking albums ever, album and Twitter. they were both freaking they were high as freaking oh, yeah. Jesus. I mean, they were they were high. They tripped with Jesus. Do jumping around like a because he's all speeded the fuck out. That's why. Oh man, yeah, they just back in the day, you know, that's how it was. They mm-hmm. they all used, and then they come up with some of the craziest crap to sing about, and you're like, wow, that's cool, and yeah. you don't realize that's what, that's, that's what fueled it, yeah. And I know older people are like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, they, all them were on drugs. What do you think Elvis was doing? Exactly. What do you think Johnny Cash was doing? Mm-hmm. What do you think freaking the possum, you know, he... The Beatles. The Beatles all, oh, club. dude, they're, they're hippie stage. It's hilarious yeah. to see their record, and they're like, oh, I don't know. And then, like the next time I saw them, they, like a, a sold their catalog, and then you know you pull one CD out, and you're like, oh look, they're bowl cut. And then the next, it looked like they were partying out at Manson's house. And I got long ass hair, fucking hippie shit. Yep. I mean, singing about yellow so yellow submarines and the being in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> like yeah, they were off their No, they ass. they were not sober, Jimmy. No, they were. No. No, 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 no. They were on some next level stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I guess everybody goes to that phase. Oh, yeah. But I guess I mean, we got all his stuff out and he kind of calmed he, down. He almost died. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did. In 06, he had that overdose and everybody says, oh, he died. <laughs> yeah. I love not blue anymore. I love the conspiracies. I, I look uh, at those; they're hilarious. Like uh, Avril Lavigne, she died a long time died ago. It's like, it's like she probably had plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she doesn't look this. Exactly. Like. because he's not taking a bottle of Viking in a day anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. He looks a little bit healthier. Yeah, he looks healthy now. He's got a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, and, and the Kardashians, they change because they're lizard people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're lizard they just change their mask. So with Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's an elitist lizard player. Oh, my God. Kanye, what the hell? Kanye, oh, everybody, everybody says that about Kanye. Like, what happened to Kanye? I'm like, what do you mean what happened to Kanye? Kanye's been on some weird shit since he Dude, came out. he, yes, he, he's been weird ever since he came out, but. That that interview I listened to with him and Joe Rogan, like he couldn't keep it. Like mm-hmm. he his mind is like going ninety to nothing, mm-hmm. and he couldn't just stay on it. And Joe Rogan just sitting, yeah, like, like you ever tried DMT, man? My tongue is all fucked up, man. Yeah, it's fucking done way too much DMT. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a lot of shit. And then I made my I made another project called Midsummer Massacre because I've always wanted to have like a pop punk like easy core band like kind of like a day to remember, but it's so hard to make a band down here, especially in the metal scene. Yeah, non-existent down here. So I said, fuck it. I'm just gonna record all the instruments because I can do that. And I made a song. I put it out. Like it's not a band, it's like a project, you know, it's just, just me. Yeah. But I put that out. So huh. and I keep on forgetting that me and Lee Lane are in a group called Demented Youth, a rap group, and we've oh, had okay. an album in the works for like fucking a year. <laughs> and it's like almost done, but it's we're both so busy and it just nothing ever came out. So Well, it'll it'll I, I think you'll get it released it'll, it'll get done. sooner or later. <laughs> it's called As Above So Below. So it's supposed to, it's I don't know. It's it's a full length LP. It's like twenty tracks. It's long. Oh, holy it's, crap. it's a full length album. Damn. But I don't know. I think we're on like track eighteen. <laughs> it's just it's one of those scheduling things. Like Leo Leo texts me and he's like, Hey, like studio tonight. Oh, no, I got band. And then I'm like, Hey, studio tonight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh fuck. Okay. And then a month later, I'm like, Hey, I'm free. Oh, I happen to be free. And then we get one song done. And then the next day, you want to do it again? Now I got work. Oh, no, I got practice. It's just busy, 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 busy. Oh man, I, I, I see it too, man. And uh, it, it's it, like I said, it's nuts. It's just crazy. You throw college on top of that. Oh shit. And work. Yeah, work and everything else. I don't have college, but I do have work and doing other things. You have a whole family. I know. Like. Yeah. I give you props. Like, I don't know if I can. I can keep doing everything I do if I had a family. Oh no, it's it it. it it is hard. It'd be harder if they were younger. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of easy. That just goes to your, your love for what you do. Like you're still driven enough and passionate about this that you still do it, even when you have a fucking family to take care of and you have a job. You know? And yeah, but man, I just I don't know, man. I just I want to. Everybody has a story, and I want to get it. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to share it with other people. Yeah, it's not someone that's been on YouTube forever, and they got billions of views or something but that's those guys have their time this is the, i like this i like garage bands i like the you know just a simple you know low-key scene but i do want to shine some sort of line on because i don't think there is one no really no, no there no. isn't it, everybody wants to get that you know like with my other show we uh we got a, a director on there he uh he made a movie and it's called demon resurrection the posters up there um but uh yeah we liked it and it's independent and we got him and you know i, I wish he got more shows I, and i think he has since then but i was like i'm surprised no one talks to him. very knowledgeable well-spoken dude mm-hmm. but everybody wants to get you know pain hot or, or mm-hmm. you know someone that's a little bit more well-known and of course you know rightfully so that'd be awesome we could get them but I'm not going for that. I'm going for someone that made something damn cool. Let's get people watching that, you know, and maybe it'll help them out and, you know, get their name out there a little bit more. And you never know with whoever you talk to. Yeah, you might shove them off like that was that movie and whatever, but they made a cool movie and people, they do have a following. Talk to them, you know, you never know. They could be doing the next franchise or something. You never know. Same thing with music. You never know. It, one day, boom. You know? That's all it takes. One song to catch somebody's ear. And then... That's it. You know, <laughs> I've been fucking waiting for that for a fucking while now. Yeah. 
Well, and and that's the thing. It does take a while. And a lot of people don't do, they start off doing this. And I, I, I encourage anybody and everybody, if you love talking, get your podcast, do one. Yeah. They're fun. And you get the release. It's like a release for me. But a lot of people stop doing it because they're like, okay, I've been doing this for, for what, like four years? And I don't see any money. And they just, yeah, they just let it go. Well, yeah. if you're doing it for money, then you shouldn't be doing you it shouldn't at be all. doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not going to. And when I first started, I think it was my first year, my brother, he asked me, he's like, are you making any you know, money off of this? I'm like, no. He goes, then why do you do it? I didn't go, oh, here's a untapped gold mine. No, I didn't do that. And it's not untapped anymore. It was untapped, what, like 2004? Yeah, exactly. And now they did a count. I think that God, it's like in the millions. Yeah. Millions of them. I've made like 40 bucks total off of the two whole albums, the three yeah. whole albums I've put out <laughs> in the past year. But how much have you spent to do that, Dean? <laughs> it's fucking much money and time, you know? But it's something I'd love to do, you know? And I don't, you know, who gives a fuck that maybe two people listen to one of my songs a day, you know? Like, yeah. I just, I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy making this music. Now, I thought that was interesting. Like, uh, you said SoundCloud. Does, is it like the, is that a format that kind of shares it to like Spotify or how does that? SoundCloud is like its own entity, man. Really? It's, it's a whole, it's a whole nother platform. It's weird. More underground artists post on SoundCloud. You don't see a lot of these mainstream guys post on SoundCloud. Yeah. You can get on SoundCloud, and the way it works, it kind of just generates like stuff to play after you play a certain track. And you'll, after 20 songs, you'll find yourself in a rabbit hole listening to something <laughs> from like South Carolina with two followers, you know? So, and you'll find some good stuff, you know? I listen to a lot of artists that I've just found down that rabbit hole on SoundCloud that actually have good stuff, but they only get like three to four plays. Ah. Uh, so, but yeah, like your like stuff, 80, well, so. well, like on your stuff or, because it's on Spotify, but that's how I listen to some yeah, of your Spotify. stuff. What what do you go through on that? Because what I do for for this show, it's on Anchor, and then on the other show, we use Podbean, yeah. and then they take care of it, and then they wah, spread it out. For me, like yeah, my distributor, I use is uh, Muse. It's oh, an okay. independently fueled distributor, and uh, they take like I think they said ten percent of royalties, but you can oh, wow. keep the rights. So, you oh, know, when you look under look under like a Spotify, it'll say like. It'll have a little C, it'll say like Distro Kid, you know, or whatever. Just yeah. to put it out. When you go to my music and you look under it, it has the little C and it says Chug Boy with the year. So I get to keep the rights and everything. Oh, okay. So they they a little I, bit I of the profit, but works. I get to keep the rights. So I have to submit the track, upload the artwork, title everything, like list the credits mm -hmm. for the who made the beat, you know, who the producer was, who who mixed everything, who mastered everything, who helped write it. And then I submit it. It goes under review with a muse. And once they review it, they send it to all the other platforms and it goes through Apple's review process, Spotify's review process. Man. And then they set a date. They get, I think it's usually like it takes a month after you submit. Oh, okay. If it gets approved and goes through everything correctly, it's about a month. Mm -hmm. And that goes for an album or just a Yeah. But right. they were pretty strict about copyright stuff. Like I remember I tried to put out this song called No Reracks. On uh, one of my albums, my second album, because it's featuring my buddy Lee. And uh, I was using the Suicide Boys, like, fueled beat, you know? Yeah. And uh, Suicide Boys likes to sample 3 Six Mafia a lot. So the song had 3 Six Mafia samples in it. So I go to submit the, song, submit the album, and then, like, two days later, I get an email from the Muse saying, track, track 14 
has been like hit for copyright. And I look at it and sure enough, it's just <laughs> copyright fucking reproduced mafia. So I had to delete that track and fucking resubmit the album. But other than that, I don't I've never had any hiccups with Amuse as a distributor. That's good. So yeah, it is kind of crazy. Like I just saw, you know, YouTube, they always they're always updating that shit. Oh, all the time. And I saw something that someone got hit with, and it's ridiculous. They oh, they, it's a podcast I listened to, and the guy is just messing around singing "Voodoo" by Godsmack. God yeah. But he, if they were talking about voodoo, so he started singing, and he's like, "Yeah, they." Uh, on the next episode, he's like, "Yeah, they got us because I was." Right. He goes, "But I was singing it. Mm-hmm. They thought it was someone else, but they don't. They don't listen to your shit. They're just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know." I don't know how they do it, but it's so dumb. I was like, but, even like singing karaoke, why are you hitting yeah, him for that? Exactly. That's why I tell all my friends because I have a lot of friends that are Twitch streamers and stuff like that, and they're always like, "Man, I'm like, I want to have music in my streams, but everything gets fucking struck down." And I'm like, "Dude, use my music." Yeah. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna call my my <laughs> and be like, "Hey, this, this motherfucker with two viewers on Twitch is using my fucking music," you know? Like, dude, see my music, you know? That gives you an exposure. Exactly. It's like it's a win-win. You get kick-ass music in your stream. Sorry to brag. And then I get exposure. You know, it's a fucking win-win. That's do it. Use yeah. my music. Why not? Yeah. Tell all my friends that anybody who does any kind of online stuff, like if you need to perform music, yeah. use my shit. You won't get hit for it, I promise. Maybe in 20 years. Maybe. <laughs> you start making some money. No. I'd never do that. But... <laughs> 20 years from now, you'd be like, take that shit down. Yeah, take that shit down. No. Um, You gonna pay me? (laughs) I'd never do that. But, yeah, no, it's ridiculous how, like, strict these platforms are. It's getting worse. And I I think, really, that these guys, they they have a lot of power. And it's kind of like, you know, anybody that gets famous, and then they start, like, dissing who you know, made them that way, you know, they weren't biased or anything. And now they're hating on someone and they're like, no, I don't care for those people. It's like, how do you think you became famous? Exactly. Yeah. What are you doing? Like same thing with Facebook. Oh no, we're going to, these are our, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm the fuck down. It could have been called something else. Maybe people would have grabbed it towards MySpace better than Facebook. Exactly. Then Mark Zuckerberg's alien ass wouldn't have any money. Nope. Lizard motherfuckers. Twitter, same way. Mm-hmm. All these giants. YouTube. I remember you, YouTube, when you were just a little baby, mm-hmm. and you didn't have commercials, and y'all were begging people to use your shit, and now you're just like, you know, dicing everybody up, and it's like, I don't see the problem. Like someone playing a video game, and having Metallica in the background. I don't see a problem. Oh, yeah. But apparently, it's like, well, they're they're gonna make money off of me. No, they're making money because people don't watch Twitch to hear music. People watch Twitch to watch video games being played by someone that is, you know, very personable and they're very animated. Mm-hmm. That's why they watch. Them. Exactly. They're not like, oh, oh, he's not playing Metallica today. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not I don't want to watch your stream now. No, it's not. It's not about that at all. They're just playing what they like and they're. Fa- and guess what? You might get more fans and you might sell more tickets. Exactly. Somebody might walk into a stream and hear some music and be like, oh, like, who is this? And they research it and then they start listening to it. I honestly think a lot of these older bands would not still be having the draws that they have now if it wasn't for Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Featured all those young oh, yeah. that 
I mean, when that came out, that was a monster. And everybody's like, you know, I'd be talking with someone. Yeah, yeah, talk about Allison Change or something like, oh, yeah, that's an awesome new band. They're not a new band. No, I know they're on a new video game, but they're not they're a new not band. New. Go, go listen to, you know, some older albums. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I know we can go forever on this. <laughs> I don't know if you got, if you oh, got, oh, okay. Do, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man practice till fucking six o'clock, buddy. Oh man, it's ridiculous. I know. I, I don't. I really. I really think that a lot of these older bands wouldn't have the draws that they have now, because because of that. I think they mm-hmm. they gain, and that's what I'm saying. Stop picking on these people that are playing your music. You know, you'll get a fan out of it. You'll start getting more listens. Not that Metallica needs more listens. I think yeah, they've made lots. their money. They've made plenty of money. They plenty fly everywhere now. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to pop in two different vehicles like we do. Yeah. Fucking all the equipment for Amgen and everybody sitting fucking nuts and nuts on the goddamn, in the goddamn truck. Oh, man. Hey, we're about to have a fucking van. Got an old van we're fixing up. Old burrito van. Yeah, that's what my my buddy Tyree, he he was in a, you know, in a band of uh, Buster Jigs and all that. He he traveled with those guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he told me all sorts of stories. They were nothing but a little band just going to the next gig. Piece of shit band. That- <laughs> yeah. The first time I went on tour, everybody was like, oh, yeah, tour life. That fucking must be amazing. No, it's fucking not. You are in the cram in a band with fucking four to five other sweaty fucking dudes who haven't showered in a fucking week. Mm-hmm. And you're fucking barely making any money. You know, you're eating terrible fucking food. You're oh, yeah. Eating your body like absolute shit. You mm-hmm. know? Tour life isn't fun until you hit it big. And yeah. then you're on a nice ass tour bus, you know, everything's accommodated, you're accommodated to everything, you know. It's but tour life when you're struggling, oh my god. Yeah, for, for I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world. The experiences were so great. But oh god, it sucked. I so couldn't bad. imagine. I, so I bad. Well, when I travel when I travel for work and this, and this was just, you know, we'd have to go to different uh, areas. We did some family dollar who did that air conditioning working in, but it was just a bunch of us guys. We we're pulling a long trailer, we're in a truck in there for six hours, and we finally get there. And of course, you had to share a hotel room with someone, but it was all about work. And that's mm-hmm. that is basically what y'all are doing. They're like, oh, you know, it's a band, and they get to drink. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like any other, anybody else that travel. Yeah. They're gonna have a drink or two, but it's not a big party like everybody thinks this isn't motley crew 1980s no, hotel not, room no we're not throwing <laughs> tvs out of fucking windows. with naked yeah. women everywhere and, no. and yeah it's we're fucking crammed into a van with <laughs> blankets and fucking sardines and it's goddamn 90 degrees in the fucking van because we can't afford to leave the van on for air conditioning because we need fucking we need to save money for fucking gas to, to get to the next stop you know oh man Oh, <laughs> and it's even worse when venues start writing you checks because you fucking oh, you know I didn't even feel like oh it's like we didn't make any fucking money on this yeah. show you know we gotta wait to fucking go home and cash them motherfuckers oh, wow it's crazy. It's, it's crazy and I'm gonna have to probably go through it again you know yeah I'll probably go through it multiple more times in my life mm-hmm. but we'll take a little break I have to cut this out my wife just pulled up and all the dogs are barking and I. I send her a text. She'll go through the front door. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. 
It's crazy stuff. It really is. Have you have you thought of making a music video anytime soon? I have a music video. You do for Die Young, but it's kind of shit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like I had one of my buddies come out and film it. We did like a three location shoot. Yeah. It's corny. <laughs> it's really corny. Like the first shot is like Lee on the ground and like hands it like starts on his phone of like a voicemail playing because that's how the song starts. I, yeah. I have a voicemail calling like a girl picking on the phone. And it pans out. And you see a bunch of fucking Tic Tacs on the ground, which are supposed to be pills, and an empty bottle of fucking vodka, and leaves all fucking better on the floor. And then it pans over to me in my house, like getting up out of bed and putting my fucking jacket on and grabbing a bottle of Ciroc and taking a swig out of it, walking out of the house to my car. And then I'm on the McCaskey Bridge, fucking rapping the chorus, you know, and I like drop the bottle and walk out of frame. And then it goes to Lee doing his verse in the fucking woods somewhere near fucking Antelope Road. Doing his thing. And then hands back to me, like sitting in my tree and the music's in the background. And we're supposed to be in like heaven or something. And when he walks up, he's like, what's up? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we? And then it cuts back to the chorus. Me and him are both doing the chorus. And we just walk off in the distance and it pans up to us. So it's just cornier and fuck. <laughs> but I mean, I have it. It's on my computer. It's in my email too. Oh shit! I just haven't put it out. Oh, you haven't put it out I haven't yet. Put it out yet. It's just sitting there. So <laughs> you're like, I don't know if I want to put this. Out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little, too, a little too cringe. Yeah, but you know what? Some people are. You're probably too hard on yourself too. You gotta at least get someone's someone's opinion on the outside looking in. You yeah, know? my dad said he liked it, but then again, well, my dad's 67 years old. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you're like, Dad, you love me, though. You don't want to yeah, hurt like, my feelings. Your, your opinion is biased. Well, that's why I tell everybody listen to this. I'm like, I ask, ask my wife all the time. Now, Jerilyn, how did the last one sound? Because I, I didn't really. And I edited it. And I was like, oh, that song, I don't like that. Yeah. And she goes, oh, it's fantastic. Like, I need to add someone else. Yeah, like, this is biased. Yeah, I share a bed with you. So, uh, but. You know, I have to ask my friends or something. Some friends are like, I didn't listen to it. I'm like, well, of course you didn't. <laughs> I hate people like that. And my sons, I give them shit too. I'm like, you watch YouTube with this idiot screaming into the microphone. Yeah. And I do an episode where we talk about the funniest B movie I've ever seen. We got a director on there. You got me and this other guy. And we're having the time of our lives talking about, it. and you don't watch that, but you watch it. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I walk in and some idiots doing something. I'm like, but that's just how good your friend. I guess my family has already heard my voice so many times. They're like, tired of you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, and, well, the one criticism I did get was from my buddy Ty, and he was like, I said, Have you listened to any of the podcasts from many? He goes, I listened to a couple of them. He goes, But I'm not a horror movie fan. Mm. And I said, Well, that's why I'm doing this other show. Yeah. So if you see that I'm talking to a horror person, you're like, okay, I'm into that. You see, I'm talking to a music person. You know, I'm yeah. trying to have a better, you know, broader spectrum mm -hmm. of guests to come here and talk. And I'm still working on a couple of more. So, and I'm hoping to get them. But I love music, and I, I've been itching to talk to people about it because I also dig that stuff too. Course, so yeah. I, I, I'm, I love my movies, but <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know, man. Music where it's at. I, I do. I, and I respect everybody that gets into it because it isn't easy. And the show I saw y'all at, yeah, it, it wasn't a lot of people, but you, you were very entertaining. 
you're out there, you're you're laying it all out, and I give you like mad props for that. Anybody that gets on a stage and starts playing music, I give them props because you do have people just looking at their phones or oh, yeah. they're not even paying attention. Like, you'll you'll hear me like, like, oh, how y'all doing today? How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> Nobody fucking says a goddamn word. Fuck yeah. Great crowd. Love you guys. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, you can't just I mean, you can't just say that and have nobody say anything and just be like, yeah. this next song, you know, you can't fucking do that. You gotta you gotta acknowledge but it. But that breaking nice. Well, that speaks volumes about what you're doing. You yeah. are very entertaining to watch do that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people that like for instance, Philip Phillips, he opened up for Matchbox 20, the most boring shit I ever seen. And yeah. he's like and this is the next song yeah, and then you'll start playing and he's like okay here's the next song. i'm like Yo, are you not into this i mean yeah exactly are you not like yay do the little golf clap or whatever you do that yeah, music. No. there was no thrashing or anything no there dude the one band i saw and it's hard to get a metal crowd like go against you but these well, guys so hard. yeah these guys did it <laughs> It was like an odd fest. He must have been fucking up. No, no, what he did, what pissed everybody off is he, he come out and he made some sort of statement and it, right off the bat, he pissed people off. Well, anyway, they go into their songs and everybody's already doing it because yeah. the lead singer fucked it up. And then they start throwing shit at him. He's like, and then he's like, oh, fuck all y'all. Well, anyway, they ended up cutting it short. They're like, get out of here. I think they're, they were called Apex something. I it wouldn't apex theory because isn't that like that's like the chemical brother stuff what were they called anyway it doesn't matter they're, they're not famous anymore or they weren't they're not you know, relevant yeah they're not relevant anymore but they turned again man everybody was yelling get the fuck out of the stage they were just so mad i forgot what he said i don't think it was like political or something it might have been political where they're from or and people yeah. aren't there to for that they're, they're like that. They're let's they're have fun music. can we yeah. just it was it was funny to me. I thought it was, yeah. I was like these guys are getting booed off. And then another band that uh really and I got it saddens me to say it because Monster Magnet when they came out with that album, uh Power Trip, I believe, that song that you've heard all over the place, uh what is it called? Um Space Lord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they came out and were like, Okay, they're playing Space Lord. And then he the lead singer was just so arrogant, like annoying. And then he's like, all right, go buy a record so we can make lots of money. And he what was like fuck? dancing and shit. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? No, I had to break Devin out of out of his thing because like, when you're, when you're, you're, you're not just up there to play music. You're up there to put a show on, right? And Dev, I can't blame Devin because he's never, he's never, he, he's a new to him. Yeah, yeah. He's learning. And he can grow roots on one spot. He's a thing. One show, I, I mean, I have a mic on stage because I do backup vocals. So one show, I turn my mic on and I started doing crowd banter. And yeah. the crowd fucking ate it the fuck up. They yeah. loved it, right? And Devin's like, you got mad at me. Like, oh, what are you doing? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I'm engaging the crowd. Like, yeah, you're you supposed got- to do. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, like, don't be afraid to, like, in the intro of a song, like, start talking shit or, like, fucking, you know, yeah. like, Things weird things. Sure enough, our second or third show, we're playing Fuss and Fight by Coetzel. It's talking about it's like one day my I was at my girlfriend's house and I was taking a shower. And 
he walked in and threw a threw a hot pot of macaroni and cheese on me, and I said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he's like, "Blah blah blah." And I go to my grandma, and I'm like, "Yeah, this bitch just threw macaroni on me. I was in the shower." And my grandma's like, "Well, it's because you're a piece of shit. You know, you need to go over there and apologize." And this is what my grandma said, and he goes in the second verse, and the crowd fucking they eat it up. They love it. I finally broke him out of the show. Fucking finally, he's he's fanatical. Yeah, he's great. You got and you're right. You got to engage people. You got oh, yeah. to because if you're just gonna sit there and play and people are just whatever. Oh, yeah, and that's one hell of a way to break an audience up. Yeah, like, break is. the ice. It is like, in the middle of the song. They you don't know, know you notice the crowd's not doing well. And you're like, this song's about the one time that my girlfriend tried to put a pinky in my butt. Look at the stage now, and you're like, now I caught your fucking now, huh, motherfucker? You know, you just. You gotta not give a fuck. Yeah, you do. Ice. You do. Like the whole G string thing at the George. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm pop my G string. Like, oh, I got plenty more of those at home. The thing I just love popping my G string. It broke the ice. The crowd was more reactive. Oh yeah, they were. It, it makes it funny. If you oh, get yeah. people to laugh, it's and then it was like, well, let's just play boy from Oklahoma. Now we might as well. Yeah. You know? This song's about marijuana, international. Everybody's just paying attention. <laughs> that was, yeah, the, I loved when y'all did that song. That was awesome, man. That was great. So, is there, a, I guess, there's more shows on the horizon. Is there any more shows for your uh, solo project coming out? Not really, Not unless really? I decide to put a fucking house show. <laughs> oh my god because nobody like nobody puts on rap shows anymore man it's especially down here nobody puts on rap shows so and i'm not even really a rapper you know i say oh yeah you so, i mean i may bust out a verse or two you know but yeah i don't know nobody really they're well, it, really higher in that genre unless i find like a bigger artist to come down here and play a show and i open up for them or something you know? yeah the only shows i played as chug boy were all house shows my fucking house album release shows i played two of them but opening show and they were great they were hits yeah i played my trials of a sad boy release show in october had like 100 people in my house going absolutely bonkers and then the baggage claim release show i had like 200 people in my house oh they wow they were down they're getting crazy i'd like it's so professional too i had somebody i have like these led strip lights around the whole oh thing. yeah <laughs> and my buddy jc like working the lights and like strobing them and stuff and oh hell yeah for different songs and i made like a whole intro for the whole show and like pieced all the tracks together to fade into each other and stuff so it wasn't like me being oh yeah and then i go to my computer to play the next instrumental it was like i just hit play and that was the show it just carries on and there were plenty of practice that went into that. It was two days before we were running through the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just, oh, like, I'm going to click track to track. You know, this is a show. Yeah. And they fucking loved it. They ate it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there needs to be something, even if you pull a flatbed trailer up or flatbed truck up and just yeah. have a stage set up. That's get what a I couple wanted. of food trucks. Oh, boom, yeah, get boom, some boom. vendors out here, yeah. I think people would show, especially advertise the shit out of it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, promote, I, promote, promote. And I, I really, I mean, man, I'd love to see something like that happen. I really would. Gotta start working on it. Yeah. I mean, all we gotta do is find a place where we can do it where we won't get notice complaints, find a trailer, and then I have the sound equipment. Well, there you go. That's it. And we just ask bands or performers to come up and perform. Yeah. And just make a whole day festival. Oh, we'll have to we'll, get some vendors out there to sell food. And that would be great. And ha and have you know have you set up and 
a little merch table or something oh, yeah. and like Everybody's tell the bands hey yeah. you can have your own little merch table yeah. and it's not gonna cost you, you, you got know, merch put it on. bring it sell it well, sling it you know? yeah we'll take we'll take care of what i mean i don't know how much it was to do the little the street thing over there but i mean i don't think it would take that that much to get in on it and a permit or anything like that i think that's what Lindsay was saying she just had to get a permit to block the street off that's it. Like that. Well, see, that's what we would have to do. Yeah. It, and I, I think we need more stuff like that. I hate that, you know, yeah, Story Fest, it was cool and little kids and, every, you know, it was a family thing. So, of course, there was a, a pretty good turnout. But I think something like that, because you probably heard it before and I've heard it all my life, even from where I'm from, there's nothing to do here. And it's like, well, well that's everybody they, else's fault. They, they, they don't want to because they'll get a complaint or yeah, like, exactly. someone's like, I want that kind of stuff. Uh, my last, uh, one of my last episodes, I talked to a guy and I, I was over the moon because this guy, he, he played, he played in a band with my uncle in 1984. So that tells you, yeah. he is, but um he threw on metal fest he was in a band called my funeral mm -hmm. and he put on this thing called metal fest and i always wondered i was like why was it always at the gi forum and there was this little building and that thing got packed full of kids that wanted to listen of course i was one of them mm -hmm. but it was so neat and i wanted and i got to and, and that made my year knowing how that all came together yeah. and he's a very awesome guy i i really enjoyed talking to him and yeah, he's like, yeah, I think it ended at 2000, in 2002, Metal Fest just went away. And he's like, they got something called Uke Fest. And I think what it is, they have it at a place called Garzuki's in Del Rio. It's a little bar, but they have the, you know, flatbed truck out there and, you know, the whole setup. And uh, they do that yearly out there. Yeah. Which, I, well, I guess not last year. But anyway, this year, hopefully they do it again. But that usually gets a good turnout. Yeah. But I, I I also think that the reason why we don't have any bars around here too, because people are scared, and you know the cops yeah. probably would camp out. It probably would. <laughs> I mean, they have that issue forever at Horny's and Swinny Switch. Yeah. Cops would just sit there and they'd wait, and then they follow the first person out, pull them over, boom. Yeah. So I don't know, but for the, I remember for the second album release show for the Baggage Claim release, uh, we were looking around to just rent a venue out. Because we got the Coliseum and we got like there's a VFW post in Three Rivers. And yeah. There's a the Gorilla Bar down Middle Road, and they were all around like 400 to 500 a night with like a, it was like 500 total with a 200 dollars security deposit. And if you stayed after and like helped clean and make sure everything was good, you got some your security deposit back or whatever. Yeah. We just couldn't get the money together in time, but we were gonna put on a whole show, and that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it the fucking street. You can have it in the fucking venue. You yeah. Gotta get enough people together to raise some money to. Just pay the venue well, and then come well, in and set up your stuff. Definitely have to do something like that yeah. then, man, because I, I would love to be a part of something like that. And I think that's what we do. Oh, yeah. And I know so many musicians that nobody knows about in this town. Yeah. They came and like worked with me and recorded in my studio. Like, but they just don't have an outlet. They don't have anything to play. We'll <laughs> you know? And if we gave them that, they'd fucking kick out. I know. So that would be awesome to have a live music outlet. And yeah. I, I don't know about all the, you know, of course, alcohol plays a factor in everything. Mm -hmm. People want to have a drink or something. That's the only thing that I think that keeps people from doing something because of the liability the of liability it all. Issues. Yeah, somebody gets drunk at your show and then they drive off and hit a family for. Yeah, 
that's not good. <laughs> we had something like that happen when we played Video Hall in Rapirio. Yeah. Uh, our opener, her name was Haley Clark. Yeah. And uh, he ended up having drinks with us in the green room, and she drove off after the show, and she got pulled over and got a DWI. Oh, shit. And then Devin was like, bro, like, we can't really play Rapirio anymore because the cops, like, know us now. Oh, shit. They don't like us. <laughs> They're, they're going to be at every show, and sure enough, we ended up doing an acoustic <laughs> thing at Padilla Hall like two months later. And oh, watching shit. every move. So well, yeah, we don't need to play material anymore because they are on our ass right now. That gives you stress. Yeah. No, but that I think that adds more stress to you guys too, man. You know, doing oh, yeah, a show like sense. that, it yeah. adds like you're like, oh, you know, no one gets a fucking fine to get drunk because you don't know oh, what yeah. kind of drunk they are. And it just, it sours the thing because you want to have fun doing what you do. Yeah, you know, and it sucks because our, our fan base is mostly not 21 and they're going to yeah. find a way to drink, you know? Yeah. They always will. And that always scares me. I'm like, I really hope somebody doesn't come and have a good time at our show and end up getting fucked up and then not yeah. in a car crash because yeah. they're underage and they're drinking, you know? That's just one thing that, that does scare me. Yeah. Because that's terrible. No, you We try to nip that in the bud. We usually put an 18 limit on our shows, and we always talk to the bar owners or wherever we're playing, like, hey, like, keep an eye out. Yeah. They don't look like they're 21. You probably need to come from. Well, it's kind of hard. Yeah. 18-year-olds can grow a full beard, man. Exactly. No. (laughs) I saw it during the pandemic, like, everybody, because they were going to school. Yeah. And I see them, they're like, hey, hey, Mr. Paul. I'm like, who is that? I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. No. Like, it's the same thing with me. I haven't been ID'd anywhere since I was, like, 18. Yeah. I grew a beard. I didn't want to really grow my beard out. People were like, well, how old are you? you look like you're in your 30s, dude. <laughs> I guess. Like, it's, it's it's it but, Staring at that computer screen in there. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I was flipping the same fucking vocal lines. You know? <laughs> um, it is. But yeah, that's, that's the only thing that scares me. Is Well, I think that scares anybody. I think yeah. that's why they don't do it is because they're like, oh, these idiots. And, and we're always the people... That if we see somebody like that and we know that they're young and they're drinking and that they throw about there, we're the first people to approach them after the show and be like, hey, like, do you need to ride home? Yeah. Or you can ride with us and we can take you to your car in the morning. Or like, somebody can drive your car with you in it. We can follow them out there to wherever you are, you know? And that was the situation with that opener that night. We had offered her a ride. We to have somebody go to her truck and like, follow her. She went right down the road. <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, no. DUI at 18 years old. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to clip her name out because I did say it earlier. Oh, you did. I know she probably don't give a fuck. <laughs> she really, she's so good, dude. She's so fucking talented. God Almighty, she's so good. But yeah. No. Yeah, but you know, even at the the story fest, they had uh, beer vendors out there. So, oh yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I... I drink beer at story fest. Yeah. All the time. They'd sell, they'd sell it to me. So <laughs> I'll admit, I got drunk really bad at a couple stories. <laughs> I mean, 8 o'clock, and they're like, you got to go into the thing and watch the ghost stories? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm worried about getting home. I'm, I'm also scared of the, the people that hang out on that corner. I don't know if they're still around. They might be. 
the people that protested because they had the what was it? It was like the best liar story or something. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I remember about? exactly what you're talking about. The old people, the mm. the man that looked like Phil Robinson off of fucking Duck Dynasty. Yeah. You know, his yeah. yell and I I mean bumping gas and I hear him yelling. I looked, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, what are they protesting now? And they're, oh, because Story Pass is a, the best lie or whatever story. Call a story. I mean, Story Pass. <laughs> You're missing the fucking point. So dude. that's why I guess there's no bellowback. Yeah. <laughs> they don't be like, no. They Get out of here, Satan. Like, yeah, Satan. These are Satan. <laughs> God, my. And that's, that's why I like sometimes I'll, I'll hear people say that. Like, make sure to put in the kick about things just to fucking piss them off <laughs> well that's the thing like okay you have like the whole uh what was this a uh, little nas x the oh whole yeah thing. The whole okay Montero thing. that thing okay my hat's off to him. he mm-hmm. knew how to market oh a thousand percent because genius he took from the what is it like late 80s early 90s metal and said okay i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna get people pissed off, and guess what? They they got so pissed off that so many more people that probably he would never listen to him listen, listen to, to him. him. Yeah, and it was all a ploy. It's uh-huh. not, he's marketing. Not, it's all marketing. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I, I've seen so many different documentaries on things that you know the monsters aren't that noticeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys are already wearing pentagrams, and yeah, they play metal, and they're like, "Oh man, they eat babies or something." No, yeah. they're, they're they're normal no, dudes. They're normal um, you know, case in point, Lamb of God. There's a lot yeah. of people hating their name. Those dudes are the greenest metalheads ever seen. I think their guitars drives like a, a all electric car, and he's a vegan, yeah. and it's like, you know, these they're guys people. are normal yeah. dudes. Like they're they're kind of hippieish a little, but whatever. But yeah. they play kick ass metal music. Yeah. That's what Attila did. Attila took that coin from the 80s. And oh, yeah. They said, we're going to market by pissing everybody off. Yeah. So they came out with their first album called About That Life, using all these slurs. And they're like, first, we're going to piss off the gays. And then second, we're going to piss off the Christians. Oh, man. So they got done with that first album. <laughs> and then the Christians getting on their ass for all the language they're using. So they said, you know what? We're going to make a song called Three Six. And the opening line is, yeah no we're not they even say it in the song yeah they're just like stop shoving your bullshit down my throat oh and then what was it the lead singer of a christian metal band hired someone to kill his wife he tried to yeah you don't remember that Oh man, I wish I'd pull it up. Yeah, he was part of. I'm gonna look it up on my iPad real quick. But yeah, he was a lead singer of this Christian-like metal band, and they, I think they even played like a couple of shows, like I want to say Ozfest or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me look it up real quick. But we'll we'll still talk, so it's not <laughs> dead here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I heard that story. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Oh no. Well, that's technology for you. We'll never know. Look it up. Look it up, damn it. Christian metalcore, Christian metal lead singer yeah. hire someone to murder his fucking wife. <laughs> this is uh, no, I could probably look it up here. Yeah. 
<laughs> forgot this. So many I, artists do that, dude. Like Suicide Boys does the same shit. They're oh like, yeah. We're Satanists, but we're gonna make you think we are just to piss you off. Yeah, and they're they got they got some raunchy shit. Look, oh man, top in the third third row there in search. The heavy metal singer is convicted in 2000. Uh, Tim Lambesis, the heavy metal singer who was convicted in 2014 for his role in the murder for hire plot to kill his estranged wife, reunited with his band as I lay dying in San Diego. As I lay yes. Dying. Yes. Oh my God. Please. Oh, uh, oh, this was in 2000. So he's out? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is out. Oh my Dude. god. Yeah, man. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. Wow. American medical, but what they were like kind of Christian. Kinda. I, I think just, yeah, Christian heavy metal singer. Yeah. Christian medical. Yeah. Same range as like fit for a king. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have any problems with that. I yeah. mean, that, that's some good stuff too. But yeah, I remember that story. I'm glad I could pull it up here. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I'm a pretty big as I lay dying fan. Yeah. Like, how, rel- how irrelevant is that to me? This is supposed to have fucked up my head. Like, big as I lay dying You're fan. Like, it's just so irrelevant to me. How come, how come they haven't come out with an album lately? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, he's fucking prison for plotting to kill his wife. No, hiring someone to kill his wife. Oh, my God. She must have been a trip then, man. <laughs> He's like this. She is a bitch. Hey, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> A new song coming out next week called My Wife's a Bitch. But, uh, she's a- <laughs> I don't know, my platform's never. You know, I'll laugh my ass off if you actually do a song like that. I'll be like, oh, I said for the creation. I have no fucking free time on my hands. I can do all sorts of shit. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of artists do. They just have too much time. Oh, like, yeah. like Suicide Boys, this song, like, it's called from the, I think it's called From the Beginning to the End of Time. And in the middle of the song, it's like a clip of a news reporter saying, like, thanks, Tom. Police are requesting again. If you see this little eight-year-old boy, you immediately kill him and then burn his body. That's all for now. What made you want to Like there was there was no context to that. You just threw it in there in between the two verses. Nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But like you said, it's the shock factor. That's what these people, oh, yeah. when people get all up in arms, it's like, do you not know what these people are doing? They're yeah. getting, they know what buttons to push. Exactly. And so they're going to do it and, and that just helps them. Yeah. So if, if you're so offended by it, say nothing. Just don't fucking say anything. Just don't, say, yeah. I'm not going to listen to his shit anymore. I'm not going to watch his YouTube anymore. He said this and this and this. And it is what it is, and yeah. And I'll put it on a B side right Yeah. <laughs> when I'm famous, put it on B side. People really want to be offended. Oh, Listen yeah. to Charlie Daniels and Triple X album. Oh, like, God. Oh. oh. That, that right there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Shoot. Uh, well, 
I'm hoping everything goes good. I hope the the new CD, of course, or the new album is out now. You said so. Well, the new singles out. New now, single. Yeah. Okay, new single. Yeah, new single. Okay, so new single, but album is coming. Yeah, sometime soon. It's I got one song left. One song left. One song left. I gotta make. That's it, and it's done. So very cool. Um, I did want to ask another thing with with your music. Um. Have you tried to get it on, like, say, any kind of independent feature stuff? Or would, I, I guess you'd be open to it. Cause I'd be open to it. I've never tried. I don't know exactly how to get there to do that. Oh, okay. I would definitely try. All right. Yeah, I'd be open to that. No, I'll see if I can talk to someone and maybe make that happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, get you more exposure. That's what I need. I know. Exposure, man. All about exposure. Oh shit! Well, I I know we've been here a minute. I appreciate you coming on over here and talking to me, you. dude. Uh, no, I, I I could probably talk another two hours, but <laughs> but yes, go check it out. Check out Devin Michaels band. Check out Chug Boy. Um, look for him on Spotify and uh, give him some listens. Give him some likes. And uh, what about any social medias you want someone to follow? Uh, uh, I think you'd have one for yeah, your solo. Instagram, it's going to be at ChugBoyOfficial. Remember, it's B-O-I. B-O-I. ChugBoyOfficial. Chug Chugboy. And then the Devin Michaels Band Instagram is just at Devin Michaels Band. Oh, man. There you go. And it's the same on Twitter. I believe it's ChugBoyOfficial and Devin Michaels. Cool. And I will definitely share your stuff on all the things I have going on as well. So, and yeah, man, appreciate it. And I do want to do this again. I had an awesome time, man. So uh, everybody look out for Leroy Holloway stuff. Like, subscribe, whatever. Follow on Spotify. Yes. So, but anyway, thanks again, man. Of course. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.